are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great Friday show for you. Off to a good start in college football. We're going to talk more games. I'm going to give you every Friday, going to run down three different bets that I'm going to give you every Friday. And we'll get, I haven't even, I decided this last night. So this is new. I'm going to complete your three-team parlay, three-team 10-point tees. And then we are going to talk about some of last night's game, look ahead to this weekend's games, and also something I saw last night and then looking ahead to next year. Oh, boy. Gainesville fans, maybe you should go watch that Netflix special uh, about the Swamp Kings talking about the glory years of Florida football because you could be in in for a world of hurt. We'll get to that momentarily. So let's start with this. I had one game last night that I liked that I told you I was interested in betting, and it was the Nebraska plus six and a half at game time. At kickoff, it was plus seven and a half, uh, and they were never not covering that game. They should have won the game outright. Man, Nebraska fans, it seems like no matter what you do, it does not matter. You will find ways to lose games. I mean, my God, ever since, I don't know, Tom Osborne left the program, Maybe, I mean, you were good under Bill Callahan. He was decent, right? But ever since Bill Callahan left, holy shit. I mean, you saw the stat last night. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's something like 35 one-score losses in the last, I don't know how many years it was. And it just, once again, you're sitting there with the game in hand. You had that game, 10-3, to and you had the ball with under four minutes to go. And Jeff Sims, who, by the way, god-awful last night. Jeff Sims is the reason you lost that game. Nobody else. He threw a pick in the end zone with eight seconds left before halftime. Even if it's incomplete, you kick a field goal and you go and at least you're 3-3 going into half and you would have had a 13-3 lead with four minutes to go in the game. But just an awful read, awful pass. He throws an interception, threw an interception later on after getting hit, and then he throws that terrible interception with about four minutes left in the game. He was terrible. And so, but here's the thing. I don't care if Jeff Sims is terrible. All I care about is, did I win my bet? And I did. And I hope you guys tailed me on that. And look, I'm not sitting here giving out picks and saying I'm going to hit 80%. I'm going to give you plenty of losers. I'm going to try not to, but any handicapper that says I win 80% of the bets that I give you is lying. If they say they're hitting 70%, they're lying. If they say they're hitting 60, they're a really, really good handicapper. Of course, I'm at 100% this year, 1-0. <laughs> but uh, actually 2-0 if you include the uh, three-team 10-point teaser that I gave you last week. But for best bets, uh, not, not for best bets, but uh, for the games that I like this weekend, I'm 1-0 so far with that Nebraska plus 6.5. But here's what else that I want to say about Nebraska. Next week, they play at Colorado. Okay, it's Colorado's home opener. Dion is at TCU on Saturday. You know tomorrow tomorrow's game. It's the it's the big noon kickoff game on Fox. Just as next week's game in Colorado is the big noon kickoff game on Fox with Nebraska coming to Folsom Field. But I don't know what that line is. I'm, I could probably look it up of what the early line is on Nebraska Colorado. It's obviously going to change based on how Colorado plays this this you know tomorrow. They might get blown out by TCU. I don't know. I'm kind of waning off that game because it's just the first game of the season, and there's so 
much uncertainty that I'd rather not even be involved in that game anymore than try and take something, even though I told you I like Colorado's over for the year and I and I think Dion's going to turn it around. I just want to stay away from the first game. I just want to see them play and see how this goes. What I'm telling you is this. If you watched any of the Nebraska-Minnesota game last night, Nebraska is certainly not any sort of world beater. I don't care how Colorado looks on Saturday. If TCU beats them 45-7, to I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Colorado at home next Saturday against Nebraska. Nothing I saw out of Nebraska makes me think they are any different than they've been for the last 15 years. I don't think they have the ability to blow anybody out. And in close games, we know how much they fall apart in fourth quarters. It is documented time and time and time again. So put it this way. If Colorado plays halfway decent against TCU, stays within the 20-point number, the line will probably be a little bit lower than what it should be. And you won't get as much value with Colorado. You're almost hoping Colorado gets blown out by TCU because you're going to get a bigger number of them getting points at home next week against Nebraska. And I don't know if Nebraska can go on the road and beat Colorado. I just Nothing I saw out of Nebraska last night makes me think they're any good. Jeff Sims, while he was decent at Georgia Tech and you thought they had a quarterback coming in, he was fucking terrible last night, and he lost you the game. So keep that in mind for next week. I don't know what the early line is, but I'm telling you right now, that is some serious, serious um, – <laughs> that has some value to it because, I don't know, maybe people will think Nebraska's halfway decent because they should have won a game on the road. I just – I don't think Colorado – I don't know. I don't – no matter what Colorado does tomorrow, I think they're going to be fine, and I think they can beat Nebraska. So we're going to go over a couple things in this podcast. And – what I decided is every single Friday on this podcast, unless I have a guest on Friday, then I'd probably do it Thursday or might I might even do it in the open before we get to the guest. Every single Friday, I'm going to give you three bets in college football. I'm going to give you a best bet. I'm going to give you a three-team 10-point teaser, and then I'm going to give you three underdogs that I think you should bet plus the points, and then... Whatever you bet them for, put a half a unit, take half that bet and put that on the money line. So basically, three underdogs that I think can win outright. Okay? So it's technically, I guess, you'd be making five bets if you did everything. But again, just doing this for fun. I do think I put a lot of research into this stuff, and hopefully my record is halfway decent this year. And if I'm terrible, I'm going to talk about it. Like, any handicapper or anybody who gives out picks, they only seem to talk about the games that they win. You know, like Nebraska last night <laughs> gave you that winner. But if I lose tonight uh, because, you know, I've I've got uh, – there's one game I like tonight, I'll talk about it. Like, I'm not going to – we're going to go over my record every Monday. We're going to be like, okay, this is what I did over the weekend. My best bet, you know, won or lost. My three-team 10-point teaser, won or lost. The three underdogs that I gave you, here was their record. You know, here's here's what happened. So, you already know what my best bet is. It's the uh, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers minus twelve against USF. Yesterday, when I gave you that pick, I thought Western Kentucky was on the road. They're at home. I'm almost scared that this line is only twelve. I don't know why USF is four and twenty nine. The last three years, last year they didn't beat an FBS team. 
West Kentucky is returning their starting quarterback, their top running back, and their top receiver off a team that averaged 36 points a game last year. USF was dog shit last year. And yes, they have a new coach. They brought in transfers. They brought a new in, in a new defensive coordinator. But they're also USF, and they're going on the road. I'm sorry. Give me the Hilltoppers minus the 12. That's my best bet of the week. I'm going to give you my. I'm going to clear out my three-team ten-point teaser. I've already told you I like Ohio State teased down from 30 and a half down to 20 and a half. Western Kentucky. I'm obviously going to include that. If I like a minus 12, I certainly like them minus two. And I'm going to go with – I told you yesterday I was going to go with an underdog. Decided against it. I, I looked at this game. They're at home. It's their home opener. I, I don't see them losing this game, and I certainly see them winning by more than four. I'm going to take Washington Huskies minus four, tease down from 14. Close out your three-team 10-point teaser with the Huskies minus four at home against Boise State. This isn't the Boise State of past years. Boise State has not played well against Power 5 schools in recent memory. And Washington is a legit, not only Pac-12 conference champion contender, they're a contender for the college football playoff. I mean, this is a team that went 10-2 and last year and returning a lot of their offense. So give me the Huskies tease down to four. I just, I, I don't see, I certainly don't see them losing and I, I think they can beat Boise State by five or more at home. So that's your three-team 10-point teaser. Ohio State minus 20.5, Western Kentucky minus two, Washington minus four. Three underdogs that I think can win the game outright. So what I'm saying to you is this on these. I'm just telling you, take them plus the points, and then whatever you bet on them plus the points, maybe do, if you don't want to do a money line, you don't think they can win, that's fine. But I'm telling you what I'm doing. I usually take them plus the points, and I'll take half that bet and put it on the money line in hopes that they win, and it gives you a, you know a nice return of all these are going to be over plus 200. Oh, all these are going to be over plus 250. So um, the first one I like is South Alabama, plus 6.5 against Tulane. Tulane is coming off a high of beating SC in the Cotton Bowl last year, and I just think uh, South Alabama is a very solid football team, a very solid football program. They're very – they play very well on the road. They've got a great against-the-spread record. Six and a half, I'll take it. And maybe they pull the upset. Give me half that on the money line. I also like Northern Illinois, plus eight and a half at Boston College. Boston College lost a lot. Northern Illinois is one of these up-and-down teams. Three years ago, they were a double-digit win team. Then the year later, they stunk. Or Sorry, three years ago they were a losing team. Two years ago they were a double-digit win team. Last year they stunk. They seem to go up and down. They're returning a lot of players. And I just don't think much of Boston College. Yeah, could, you know, plus eight and a half is a weird line, you know. Could Boston College win this game by ten? Yeah, I guess. But I'm going to take Northern Illinois plus the eight and a half. And then the other one I like is I do like Toledo plus nine against Illinois. Illinois is coming off a very good year under Brett Bielema, but they lost their best running back. Toledo's the best team in the MAC. They can put up points. I think this could be a seven-point game. I can see Illinois winning this game like 27-20, 28-21. Um, but I think Toledo stays within the number, so I'll take Toledo. I'll take the Rockets in this one. And, you know, the, the money line on all these is around over 240 on all of them. So 
you'd get a nice return. If you win one of them, you're going to win money. All you got to do is win one of the three. If you if you bet all three, if one of them happens to win outright, you're not losing any money on just the money line plays. So, you know, if you want to tease them all up as well, you can do that, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and put them in a three-team teaser. But for the sake of how we're going to gauge my record and when we record these, you know, record, you know, not record it audio-wise. I'm talking about just record um, my record for the season. It's the number that I gave out just now. South Alabama plus 6.5, Northern Illinois plus 8.5, Toledo plus 9. If you get a better number at kickoff or a worse number at kickoff, we're going – my record will be determined by these lines that I just gave out because I don't know where these lines are moving. I think South Alabama is going to come down because I know of, there's a lot of pro handicappers that are on South Alabama, and I really liked what they had to say, so I'm going to tail them. But <clears throat> I think that could be six or maybe even five and a half by kickoff. So I'd get that in now. So to recap, your best bet was uh, Western Kentucky minus 12, your three-team 10-point teaser, Ohio State minus 20 and a half, Western Kentucky minus two, Washington minus four, and three dogs that I can that I can see winning outright, but I'll take them with the points as well. South Alabama plus six and a half against Tulane, Northern Illinois plus eight and a half against Boston College, and Toledo plus nine against Illinois. All right, want to talk about this? You saw the game last night. It was on ESPN. Utah, the 14th ranked team in the nation, beat Florida 24 to 11, and it probably wasn't even that close. Florida was down 24-3. They got a touchdown in the fourth quarter, made it and went for two, made it 24-11. But if you watch the game, Florida didn't look really good at all. I don't know how much longer Billy Napier is going to last in Florida. If they have another 600, 500 year and go six and six, or or even five and seven, he might be canned after this year. But I talked about this when Jordan Rogers was on the podcast, and look, we don't know how Florida is going to be next year. Maybe they'll have a great recruiting class. Maybe they'll get a ton of good players in the portal. But when you look at that schedule next year for Florida, I mean, we're, we're so far out. I mean, obviously, other these, these, these teams, just on name value alone, Florida could be looking at 2-10 and 10 or 3-9 and nine next year, and you just don't see that from Florida football. There are three non-conference games next year. Home against Miami, or uh, against Miami, because some of these, it says, um, I guess these are all, I guess they are home. But anyway, home against Miami, I mean, they're certainly not going to be favored in that, I don't think. If it is, it's going to be a close line. Home against Samford, obviously they're going to win that. Home against UCF, well, UCF is a, now a Big 12 team coached by Gus Malzahn, and they are really good. So that is definitely not some sort of easy win that they can chalk up. And then there are nine conference games. We don't know the dates on them or where they play them other than two of them, but their nine conference games are home against Georgia, at Florida State, home against Kentucky, home against LSU, home against Ole Miss, home against A&M, at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, at Texas. So while – you know, Oklahoma and Texas go into the SEC next year. While they don't draw both Oklahoma and Texas, the fact that they've got Texas, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and Florida State <laughs> as five of their nine conference games, 
I don't know, based on what I saw last night. Now, granted, they could play the rest of the season and improve. I I just don't see it there with Florida football anymore. I mean, they're on back-to-back average seasons. It looks like they're headed for a 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six season this season. And then you got that gauntlet next year. If Billy Napier isn't fired by the end of this year, he's certainly getting fired by the end of next year. They just don't have it anymore. Sorry, Gator fans. Like I said, go watch Swamp Kings. Revel in how good your franchise and your program was back in the early 2000s because you're not anywhere close to that right now. You got destroyed by Utah yesterday, and Utah was playing their second and third quarterbacks. I'm telling you, if Cam Rising plays that game yesterday, I think they probably win by 24 points. Just not looking good for Florida football. And finally, we've got, with college football, full schedule starting tomorrow. Granted, any team that played last weekend and any team that played last night or is playing tonight, you can't bet their season totals unless someone playing tonight is their first game. But I, I don't have either. I don't have any games tonight. I didn't have anybody in my season totals. But for my college football win totals, I'll tell you who I bet this season. So you can tail me. You can fade me. You could not listen to a word I say and not maybe you don't bet college football totals, win totals. But here's where I'm at with my win total bets this season. So right now I have four. I might add a fifth. I'm not sure. I'm looking at some of the juice on these. It's a little too heavy for me. But there is four college football totals plays for season win totals that I put in. All of them are getting plus money. So whatever you bet, you're going to get. If it wins, you're going to get a return on. I'm not laying any juice on any of these. I'm taking Texas under nine and a half plus 125. That's probably my top one of the season. For this reason and this reason only. Texas has gone under their season win total 11 of the last 12 years. I got to stick with that. Um, I know that they are the darling of the Big 12, which makes me believe even more that they're not going to win because usually the preseason pick in the Big 12 never ends up being the winner of the Big 12. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Steve Sarkeesian is a very good college football coach. As a head coach, great as a coordinator, not a very good head coach. I think Texas loses to Alabama in week two. That means that they have to go um, nine and one the rest of the way for you, for me to lose my bet, because that means they would be ten and two on the season. I don't think there's any way they're beating Alabama in week two, and I know they played them close last year, and I know that Quinn Ewers went out. I think Alabama's a different team now. I think Texas going on the road is just not ready to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa in week two. So they'll be one and one because they play Rice tomorrow. They'll be one and one. And under nine and a half, which means they can only get they have to get to three losses. And I see three losses on that schedule. I know you'd be like, well, who's going to beat them in the Big 12? I mean, look, when you got that gauntlet of Texas Tech and Baylor and Oklahoma and Kansas State, Iowa State's, you know, will always give them a game. Oklahoma State. I mean, it's just I just don't think Texas is running the big running the table in the Big 12. I just don't. And the fact that everybody in the media is picking them. Makes me love this bet even more. I love Texas going under nine and a half. Could still have a good season, Longhorn fans. Nine and three. But I'll take the under nine and a half. I also like LSU's under nine and a half. I think they're coming off a great season, but they've got a lot 
a lot of injuries and a lot of question marks uh, on this team. I know Jaden Daniels is coming back. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Again, they play in the SEC. I don't think that LSU is only is going ten and two in the SEC this year. I just don't see it. So nine and three or worse, I win my bet. So give me LSU under nine and a half. I'm going to stick with it. This is probably one of the smaller ones, but I still do like I'm going to stick by what I've been saying for a month now. Give me Colorado over three and a half wins. You'd be like, well, which what are your what, what four wins do you think they're going to get, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> I'm but I'm going to stick with it. I, I, I think they can go four and eight. They're not going eight and four. And they're not going to shock the world that way. But and I and I, I do think they will start out 0 one. They're not going to beat TCU this weekend. I, I, I really don't think. But I think they can come home and beat Nebraska. And if they beat Nebraska and then beat Colorado State the very next week, I, you know, can you go two and seven in the Pac-12? I think they can. But um, I'll take them. Not as much as I like Texas and LSU, but I do like the Colorado over three and a half, and I like UNLV under five and a half. This is just a football program that's not very good, and to be a 500 program, which is what they would have to be for me to lose my bet. Um, I'll tip my hat to them if they can go six and six this year. I just don't think they're very good, uh, and they haven't been for a while. So give me the UNLV under five and a half. The only other one I'm looking at is Toledo over eight and a half. You know I liked them in week one against Boston College. But, or no, uh, sorry, Northern Illinois is playing Boston College. Toledo's playing Illinois. You know I like Toledo playing Illinois. I mean, if they can get that win right off the bat, that'd be great because odds makers are not planning on them winning that game. They are the class of the MAC, so they probably have to go eight and one in MAC play, which I think they can do. But to go over eight and a half, it's minus one sixty four. That's a lot of juice to lay. So if you can, I don't know. I, that's the other one I'm looking at. But if we're gonna go on my record at the end of the year, uh, we'll go Texas under nine and a half, LSU under nine and a half. Colorado over three and a half, UNLV under five and a half, and you know what? Let's throw to let's throw Toledo in there. I like Toledo over eight and a half wins, minus the one sixty four juice. Oh well, I'll lay it because I think they can go nine and three or better. So those are your college season win totals that I bet this season. If you want to tail them, you want to fade them, do whatever you want with them, but. I might not be a great gambler, but the one thing I have done well on is win totals, whether it's been baseball, which I'm going to win this year with the Texas Rangers. Last year in pros, I went 8-2 and two in the NFL in my season win totals. This year, I only did four. You'll be getting those next week, but I did four season win totals in the NFL, and um, I might add a couple more, but right now I only have four. And uh, But I've, I've done really well on season win totals. I don't know why, but I have. Betting week to week, very tough. Not easy. Like, you know, you got to hit 52.5% just to break even uh, with the juice out there. So we'll see what I can do. If you want a couple other plays, like I said, outside of my best bet and my three-team 10-point teaser and my three underdogs that I think can win outright, um, I do like Georgia Tech tonight plus the seven against Louisville. I, you know, obviously I like Washington since I put them in my teaser, I also like them minus 14 against Boise State. I think they win that game by 17 to 24 points. And I do like Florida State again for the second year in a row against LSU in the season opener. I like them on Sunday plus two and a half against LSU. And it's not just because I want LSU to lose because I have them under nine and a half wins for the year. 
Uh, but put it that put it this way: if if LSU loses their first game again this year, I again I don't think they're going ten and one the rest of the way, and they would have to do that for me to lose my bet. And I I like Florida State. I think they're on the rise, and I think they can beat them again. They proved they could beat them by beating them last year in the opener. Uh, I know you might think, oh, LSU's got revenge. Hell, it, I think this game's being played in Florida. It's in Orlando, so the game should have more Florida State fans there than LSU. And I just like Florida State again. So any other plays you want this weekend, Georgia Tech plus the 7, Washington minus 14, and Florida State on Sunday plus uh, 2.5. So those are some more games for you if you're interested. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review And again, if you can get those bets in before, you're going to have to get them in today or before kickoff tomorrow if you want to do season win totals on the ones that I gave you. So check that out. If you're interested, go do that. And hopefully we can all win together. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the first full weekend of college football. And I will talk to you on Monday. And don't forget, always remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you!